What's going on, boys? Waiting on Dave. <clears throat> Waiting on Dave. He went and rolled at his gym today. Hey, now. There it is. I was waiting for it. <laughs> dude, dude, I was I was dying, bro, that black belt. He said, if you can't pass your, your guard, give him your back so you can escape from it. Yeah, that was uh, – hey, uh, he's a little non-traditional. Um, yeah. I know that – you remember a long time ago I told you there was a black belt that I took down many times? Yeah. That was him. Oh, okay. Um, he's, he's, uh, he certainly isn't – I mean, uh, he actually uh, – you missed it. I got a great roll scene with him and John after class. After you walked out, they rolled. Uh, it, was pre- it was pretty cool. Uh, John actually tapped to something that, uh, that, that I escaped. Um, you don't know if you saw it, but he had this, uh, he has a standing jumping uh, triangle, mm-hmm. jumping triangle. He's very, he's, he's Brazilian. He actually is quite, quite uh, ambidextrous, but, <laughs> but when he, he went to throw the standing triangle on me, I actually caught him with my arms. He didn't weigh that much. You know what I mean? It might've been about yeah. 70 pounds or whatever. So when he threw the standing triangle, I curled him up to my face, spun him in the air. And threw him back down on his back, so I've kind of piled him up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I I don't think he took me down at all. Um, I piled him up a few times from standing, but uh, he was far better man on the mat than he was on yeah. his feet. But yeah. Anyways. How how'd that go with John and him? Who won that one? Oh, I took uh, him out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, it was uh, he stuck him with that. Uh, John just plays around with people, but he uh. Uh, he, Henry had that legitimate standing triangle he tried with on, on me that I stuck him on. Uh, he stuck John in that. Um, I'm just good about you know either I see it coming I either curl you in or sandbag it. You know I've seen people try that standing shit before, uh, standing stuff before. But uh, uh, he stuck John. John just kind of went with it. I couldn't get out of it. Yeah. And then John tapped him. John sure not tapped him on something else. I forgot triangle arm bar or something. But uh, it was good. It was a guy videoed it because it was it was worthy. Uh, they they flow rolled with some vigor in it. It was pretty cool. Nice dope. Anyways, they're all they're all, bat, like all, that, all battle that, buzz. That takedown yeah. sesh was fun, man. Yeah, yeah, I I really enjoy those. Uh, as you see, I I usually beat everybody's butt there. You know, Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy, um, he's uh he's an upper belt in judo. Uh, he does teach the class sometimes. I don't know if you see, did you see the the one that the one stick I put on Jeremy there? Yeah, it was, I saw it. it. You, you freaking kicked his leg, and <laughs> yeah, this is pretty good. One. This is pretty good. One. I I don't normally get that one. That's a that's kind of a hard one for me to. If somebody stands, gets chest to chest, I can usually snatch him and kick. You know, but uh, that's that's Jeremy's move actually. <laughs> oh, got him with his own move. The old got yeah. him with his own move trick. Yeah, yeah, but he's Jeremy's pretty good about that. Anyways, uh, I I got beat up pretty good. Uh, Bloody nose three times by three direct hits. First Henry knee to the face, like a solid oh, knee to the geez. face, like a full knee, like a full knee to the face. Punch break would break an average man's nose. And then I caught and plugged it up, got back in, finished with Henry, and then John pops it, explodes me again. And John, I, th- I think, uh, I think I uh, got a fist to the eyeball there, and then uh, so my eyeball's gonna be black, and then I got a. Uh, uh, later on, that younger guy, uh, the 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 Brian, the the, the Nogi guy, he uh, yeah. he mistakenly just dropped an elbow to the face right across my nose, <laughs> exploded my nose. But, uh, good stuff. And um, freaking, um, you, me and you rolled. You rolled after me and you rolled. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, who the hell they rolled with? Uh, yeah, I think it was the. I forgot who I rolled with. Somebody there. Oh, I think I rolled with Henry. I think I rolled with the, the, the black belt there. Yeah, man, after you and I rolled, I did something. I hung around there. Yeah. Nice, man. That was, that was, that was a good time. That was well, man, like, like everything else in life, all good things must come to an end. Look at America. It's on its way down. Welcome to Half the Experience. I'm your main host, main alpha. You got Big Dave Wolf Silver. You got more on mm-hmm. alpha. Boys. Welcome to Happy Back, boys. Happy Memorial Day, celebrating our bigotry and freedom of oppression of women's rights here for the. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we've got our number one premier top sponsor, Buds and Letters, here in uh, California. Any exit pop-off, get you number five. Can't find that. Stop in any local grocery store. Aisle 56, pick you up a sweet old bag of sweet meat, slap it in your partner's mouth, and have a good old evening. And if you're looking for some gentleman care products, something good, hop over onto the Sawyer's Naturals. Phenomenal product. I'll pick you boys some up on the way down to Florida this year. And uh, pretty much all we got. Of course, we always have our famous, infamous quote from Empress Joseph Biden herself. Quote, pizza rolls, comma, open quote, pan to the right, smile and wave. Close out. <laughs> End of quote. So, yeah. So, I will say my favorite one of the week was uh, – you know the Medal of Honor stuff. I have high respect for that. I don't care what guys in president, uh, what guys in office, but when they guys that run through grenades and do this stuff, that's amazing. So two, uh, two in one post humor, three guys total. Uh, Vietnam Medal of Honor, uh, salute to that, and, and picking up for what those guys did. Then they did the Medal of Freedom right behind it. I think. Did you guys see that? I can't see that. No, there were seventeen people up for the Medal of Freedom, you know, and. Uh, so the Medal of Freedom is non-military. You did something great for America. And uh, uh, th- these people were certainly exemplarated. You know, Someone assassinated the president? What's that? Someone assassinated the president? <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> prank call. Prank call. Uh, uh, go, <laughs> Sorry. Go, someone just tapped the phone. Dump that caller. Dump that caller. That was. Uh, right. Anyways. Anyways, uh, the... Um, uh, he puts the medal on this guy. Uh, you know, he's got his back turned. You turn around and you put the medal on your chest and you clasp the back, right? And it's a nice medal. This is like some of the Medal of Honor, you know. But he puts it on his back. So the medal's dangling down his back, his spine on the back. And it's like choking him in the front. The guy turns around, doesn't want to say anything. So the entire student with his medal on backwards, Joe Biden's like, happy, happy, happy. Yeah, look what I did. I just pinned the medal on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody fixes it. Like he walks off with his metal backwards because, <laughs> like, how how out to lunch you got to be to pin a metal on somebody's back? Did, did you? I'm starting. You got to Google. You got to Google it because you you'll be impressed. I don't. I don't know if I have to. I think I could just envision this. The guy's looking like a deer in the headlights because, you know, I mean, like if you were standing there from any president and he just, you know. <laughs> drunkenly stuck uh, a kicking sign on your back. You just be like, turn around like, you know, because cameras are rolling and there's 3,000 press there and you know, I'm looking right now because I have to see this. It's, it's worthy of, uh, uh, I thought I thought it was like Photoshop. It wasn't even a picture. It was a live video and I watched it like five times like, oh my god. Is it one of the ones that received a, from Vietnam? Nope. Uh, it's not the, it's not the, so don't, Medal of Honors for military Medal of Freedom is for exemplary Americans, non-militaries. Okay, uh, it could be like so more superior people. Like if you try to look up anything Biden does wrong, it's not impossible to find on any like on YouTube. God, like crazy. they won't show it. They won't show anything he does wrong. Oh, are you on Reddit? No, I'm on TikTok. TikTok shows it. Did you find, find it on YouTube? Did you find it already? Can't find it on YouTube. Medal of Freedom. Just just type in Biden question mark. It's going to be the top thing. On Reddit? Yeah. On anything? Like, just good size, It was a good sized black guy. He was like you know two fifty solid. I, okay, hang on. I think I found a link. Nope, page not found. It's been taken down. <laughs> Here's the note that says he accidentally calls Medal of Honor recipient the wrong name. <laughs> Do you uh, see the one where uh, where? Well, I mean, I don't know if you heard the reason why he did what he did was uh, he he came out and said that he thought he was at a children's birthday party playing pin the tail on the donkey. <laughs> The, the, there's one where he's riding a bike and someone yells at him, where's his training wheels? And flicks him off. All right, so the, the, listen. It's impossible anyways. to find anyone, though. And this man in any way, shape, or form. But the bicycle one is a legitimate fault. 
he had those stupid plastic gliding pedals and he his foot got caught when he was trying to take it out on the foot that he was trying to put down to catch himself. So like anybody's gonna do that. I don't care who you are. So I'm I'm not defending him in any way, shape, or form. He's still a moron. But that one was a legitimate fault. Yeah, legitimate when you're freaking eighty years old. He's like, isn't he hundred and three? <laughs> bro, who falls off the bike, bro? Standing. Yeah, what an idiot. Yeah, that that was that was a uh, even machinist was it? It was a basket. Was that what it was? Just a regular old. Uh, no, he had he had one of the plastic straps instead of uh, the kind that your foot slides into. It's the old yeah. kind. And his the front of his. If you watch, there's two um, footages, but there's one that actually shows the front of his foot got caught in the in it as he was sliding out. And so then he went to jerk his foot to catch himself from falling. He couldn't because it was still stuck in the pedal. I got oh, done. Can you hear me? I hope yeah, I. Hear. I wish I could. Go ahead. Okay, Dad, cut out. It was okay. It was better when it did. <laughs> <laughs> you just have a mute button, dude. I listen to the podcast backwards. My, my, none of what I say is in there. Oh, yeah. The good news is, um. We, we were missed over the 4th of July week. Um, our one of the listener reached out through email and um, a fax machine and just was wondering if we were still all alive. Yeah. So I let them there know that they also were going to be getting a new uh, episode this week. So in honor of Independence Day, celebrating the uh, biggest mass genocide in human history, uh, the freedom of the American people um, on the lives of the sweat tears and the beatings of the slaves and the Indians that lived here before us. Um, all those good things that bring us Starbucks coffee and cheap burgers made out of ground up dead people. So <laughs> that was a, that was a nice one. Hey, like, like, like I, like I plugged in a little, uh, McDonald's commercial. That was good. <laughs> McDonald's commercial. When's the last time one of you guys went to Burger King? Uh, not long. Uh, I do it once, twice a year. Definitely. I'm Dude. definitely on the road. Burger King was uh was the shit back in the day, man. Growing up, I don't know why, but Burger King was the. I always wanted to go to Burger King, to McDonald's. It was like it was almost like a fancy, fancier. Even though it definitely was like isn't like growing up, it was like Burger King was one step up in my mind. Literally, 2014. I can't remember the month exactly. I want to say it was September, but I went there. I back when I was working on the house, I was engaged to Haley, and we were getting it final. You know, finaled up, finished up, uh, ready to move in and all that fun stuff. And I was working full time at the restaurant and I would get done. It was the only restaurant on the way to the Stroop's house that was open. And so I'd stop in there two nights in a row. Both nights I got food poisoning. Haven't been back since. (laughs) (laughs) True story. So I do, uh, I go there and I get uh, uh, the burger. Don't mind him at all. Uh, they'll do it. In a, most every place will do it with a bed of lettuce now. You just throw the toppings on there, kill the bun, back out the mayonnaise so you don't have a mayonnaise bomb. So I actually don't mind a burger nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't. I can't do it. You you know, piss on me once, shame on me. Piss on me twice. It's a good time. I don't. You know the whole thing. I'm not gonna go back. <laughs> Dude, Dave, remember the time we went to McDonald's driveway and you say, "I'll take, I'll take, <laughs> I'll take the burger on lettuce." And she had to call her manager, and she was like, this is the first time I've ever seen someone order a, a hamburger on lettuce. A, a like, bunless burger, so yeah. Blown away. can't believe it. She, I think it was actually one of those girl, girl guys, though. It was one of those weird ones, right? That was the one that girls with the facial hair? Yeah, there's a whole thing going on there. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I saw a video of, like, girls trying to normalize, like, body hair. Chest hair, dude. Believe it. It's pretty believable. Just when I thought my dick couldn't get that hard. <laughs> Perfect, because being gay is wrong. Oh, sweet Jesus. I'm going to hell for that one. I wish it was. So what, so what talk, talk oh, to you do for the 4th of July weekend last week? I was working out going all that time. 4th of July. Well, oh, the third of July. The third of July. The third, dude. The third was a different party. 
Yeah, that was next level. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you, watching two kids. <laughs> Over. Dude, Dave, I still can't get over when you're bending over. So, who Julie just ran to a pole or not? Julie, yeah, I ran to a pole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh steps. Yeah. Hold up now. Don't ever, I was lost. Don't and ever start the conversation off like, with when you were bending over. And. And, and your your, the back, your backpack was falling off <laughs> the back of your bike, and you had like eighteen straps on that thing, dude, and it was still falling over. Case and a half of beer. And you're and you're you've got you're trying to balance a beer in one hand. Around you, me like walking up. You you're, you you got eighteen straps. You're trying to tighten down, dude. There's noises. Like I can see your brain is scrambled. And you're, we were slightly you're, inebriated to say the least. Uh, you're and I'm sitting there for like bit. ten minutes trying to fix this. <laughs> like eighteen. You're getting all flustered, and you look to me. And you're like, I'm getting beaten from somewhere, and I don't know where. Dude. <laughs> it was it was a life challenge and laid out laid out in public. The public dude, it, you. It was awkward. It was it was like a challenge you've never faced, bro. <laughs> it was so funny. Multi level challenge. Like like <laughs> hey, gladiator stuff at that You level. wanna be gay in the bushes? So now, now you understand now you understand why we look at you the way we do, Lily. Dave <laughs> <laughs> uh, experienced your life for thirty minutes. Did you boys see I, I read this article where speaking of time where they are coming up with some sort of like drug where the the idea is that they can basically like drug into a prisoner and they can give him up to like a thousand year life sentence like you you basically get put in a coma and it feels like feels like you're for a thousand it's like some black mirror prison or like in solitary confinement for a thousand years and really it's only eight hours. So you come out of this serving a long ass sentence, life sentence, whatever it is, and it's eight hours. So you get your life back, but you're coming out of like years of, it seems like, of a deep sleep. What do you guys think about that one? Yeah, I mean, that's called Ruthie's Bill Cosby. He's not on his victims for years. I, uh, I would sign up for it, I guess. I mean, I, not, I, I was I would sign up for it because I I'll take eight hours of a thousand year pain versus uh, uh my real life being behind bars. I'm assuming yeah. there's no no major side effects, but you know uh, I would think that my uh, my brain is pretty strong to handle like pain and torture and all that stuff. I mean, you have to come out with some fucking, but if if eight hours of your actual life. I'd definitely probably choose that too, you know? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Mm. You wouldn't be the same, the same sick person when they let you out. I think you still. Uh, yeah, I'm trying, I was trying to figure out how this would change your life at all. Like, it would it just make you more sick and twisted to be able to get away with more crime? Or you do some serious contemplation in that 100 years, 50 years, 500 years, 1,000 years, and you come out like determined to be a better person and it helps you guys i spent 15 years uh dating a cuban woman i got this (laughs) oh man (laughs) 15 years one five oh 15 years yeah oh my god i'm sorry about him dave (laughs) sorry about me boys so how's working out going I'm staying awesome, man. Uh, I've uh, kept my weight off. I'm in that still in that 175. Uh, I think it was 178 this morning, but some of the same range and uh, muscle still there. I haven't been hitting the weights for a week now um, due to many things, uh, kid weeks and uh, beers and July 4th and party festivities. But I'm back on it this week. I'm going to try to get back into it 100%, get back on track with that. I'll hopefully be down to 170 as my stopping point uh vacation next week won't help any i'll be in new york and there's no gyms up there just jogging 
So it's good. good. I've been, good. I've been, uh, I'm still on my, I'm on my cleanse. Uh, it was a light cleanse the last month and a half. So Fourth of July, I broke my fast, had some beers with the boys, um, a couple beers <laughs> on the weekend maybe. But now I'm in strict mode till after September. So no, no sugar, no beer, no nothing. Um, it's going good. I think I'm I'm one weekend since the fourth. So it's been uh it's been good, man. I love getting in the zone, um, getting dialed in, getting your body working good, getting good sleep, good food. So. It's been uh, fun so far. I'm looking forward to it. Did you get your first first uh, token? My first token? Hey. Oh, yeah, man. They, uh, well, that was last week. Now we're on step three. So. Three catches. Forgive yourself. I understand. What about you, John? Uh, yeah, I'm still eating lots of food and gaining lots of weight. I'm in the uh, 230, 245 range. Um, still keeping it packed, ready for winter. <laughs> no, I'm, doing, I'm on uh i guess it's week four i'm doing three days uh nice. hit, hit workouts uh what is it high intensity interval training uh 30 32 minutes straight no quitting um so this this was the first night we finished a complete workout ended with a 15 minute 40 degree ice bath um i think it was actually 42 degrees uh, you, you did 15 minutes in that bad boy yeah boy she was nice. Oh, dude, that's that's impressive, man. Yeah, my body, I can still feel some of parts of my body still cold. It's crazy. That's uh, yeah, it's nuts, dude. So the workout we just we just it's actually a lot more challenging than I thought it was gonna be. So it's taken me about two weeks to get it to where I can actually complete a full thirty. Um basically so the yard we work out in sixty five feet from one fence to the other and from there and back, so it's hundred and thirty feet is one lap. And you pick whatever weight, whatever weight you pick to walk it is going to be your weight for the rest of the workout. So I'm using 25 pounders and you just walk at a, a semi fast. Uh, you're not going to go too fast because you're going to have to keep this pace for the entire 10 laps. Uh, and there and back is one lap. So you do that 10 times and then immediately go into a weighted vest burpees 10 uh, or a medicine ball. We have um, there's two of us doing it. Some, somebody has to have the vest. Somebody has to use the medicine ball. Pick the medicine ball up, jump, throw it down, do a do a burpee, and do that ten sets. Then from there you go to a three set, forty five second uh, flutter to a fifteen second hold, and then you repeat that. So that's one set. You do that three times, and then you repeat right after that. You get about a minute rest between. You do forty five uh, seconds activated, fifteen second rest with a twenty five pound weight overhead with your feet raised. Then from there, you go for a minimum of uh, steady jump roping for a minute or longer if you can hold it. Uh, then you get a little bit of a break. Um, and then you take your weights that you carried. And this one's going to be a little bit – it may make sense. Uh, but you're doing squats and presses with your, your dumbbells uh, with 25 pounds. But you start in the middle and you count to five as you're going down. Once you hit elbows to knees, you hold for five seconds. You can, and then you count to five, go halfway, count to five, go full extension, weight overhead, hold for five, that's one set. And you have to do that ten times. Um, and then from there, it is max push-ups, so push-ups to fail. And then you get you get a minute rest in between these things. Um, and then from there, you're doing, I think they're called military squat presses. So you take 45 pounds, or I was doing 75 pounds, which overestimated 75 pounds at the end of this whole thing. Um you squat, and then you explode all the way up and press high, bring it behind your neck, squat, explode all the way up, press, bring it to your chest, squat, all the way up. You do that ten times. I only did four of those, or three of those, I think it was. So, Heck yeah, man. This is like a backyard gym or like a fitness museum. It's a little bit of both. I mean, the neighbors are watching this like a fitness museum, but it's a backyard gym. <laughs> One of them Johnson is autographed the I was on season 14 of Biggest Losers. What are you down to weight-wise now, John? I'm maintaining. I'm staying at 230. 230? 230, 235 is where I'm fluctuating. Nice, man. Nice. But, I mean, I'm definitely – you could tell I'm losing fat. Yeah, are you getting down there? How's the, uh, how's the disc golf game going, man? Uh, I've been cutting out of that just because it's hot as balls right now. Um I hold to your sweat and you got a full on river between your legs and 
you got marsh creatures coming out from the back, and it's just not enjoyable to go back to work like that. So, um, but still playing. I uh, played a couple of games this weekend with some guys, and uh, get you know get some good ones in, and you, you crap bet on some. So I'm playing my same average, sometimes minus two, sometimes plus ten. Uh, staying consistent in that. Comfortable <laughs> swing there. Not bad, not bad. Okay, I got a question for you, boys. So, apocalypse now, right? Electricity goes down. The uh, the world's falling apart. EMP, whatever the case, you've got to forge and survive. Um, what you, you, you know, you all have gas. The vehicles run out. What you got the go bag? Obviously, you can throw your knickknacks in the go bag. Whatever. What are you guys taking as like a weapon? Like, are you taking? A gun with some ammo, or using something more reusable, like like maybe a bow and arrow, or like a blowgun to hunt, self defense. Like, what's your what's your setup? So I I got confused. I thought you said a popsicle scenario, but you said a you said a pops a, a popsicle scenario or a, a what what did you say? Apocalypse. Oh, apocalypse! The rest of us will be surviving. <laughs> We got an apocalypse scenario. <laughs> I'm just grabbing a popsicle, chilling in the ice bath. You're, you're just like, yeah, you're just hard time. Well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I mean, first of all, I mean, we get we like to squad up. Like, what, what's going on here? So we need some more backstory um, here. Yeah, so let's just say it's EMP. Two weeks in your home, shit's starting to get crazy. You got to move somewhere where there's more access to hunting or whatever the case. Yeah, you can squat up, grab the fam. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, obviously Dave is going to be our biggest resource for land at this point. So we're going to, as you guys are rolling up towards my direction, I'm going to be getting the vehicles ready. Uh, yeah. we, we've already got a good little stockpile of some food stashed away. And, uh, since everything's shut down, I know a few people that we can pick up on the way with some guns, lots of guns, lots of ammo, things of that nature. And we just head up to wherever the, the, the best piece of land is and we start freaking doing what we do best, which is all those books and all that studying we did about Flat Earth and the Amish, man. We just follow what they've been doing. <laughs> Dave, you ditching Florida? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been planning for this for 20 years. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I got this one. Uh, I'm here. I would uh, favorite weapon a 22. Um, so I've got the 22 pistols. I would probably grab some larger caliber guns, have my son carry them or whatever. But that would be just more for uh, sleepy self defense. But the 22 would be my go to for hunting or even even the man killers. You know, because I could you could put someone down pretty quick with that. I'm not saying you're looking for the big hit power, but when big crowds start coming along and ammo's tight and hard to carry and getting heavy, that's what you need. Uh, dirt bikes, probably strapping the dirt bikes up and uh, hitting the throttle. And I would run them up to New York, have the kids on their own dirt bikes. We would just be freewheeling it up the highways, around the cars, over the bridges, through the tunnels, whatever we got to do. Yeah. I probably would have some barter stuff along the way to try to trade yourself through if you could get through a roadblock where you got a, you know, some zombie apocalypse situation going on. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe you can get the shore East coast, hop out there and, uh, skip around to the, uh, you know, the St. Louis river or something like that. Once I got the St. Louis river, I'd be home safe. Um, uh, my home, my home's up there and I've got waterfalls, hydropower. Um, uh, although the hydropower is not installed, I got it figured out as to how it's going to happen. I got the motors for it. We just start generating power. That charge little batteries and cell phones, so you'd have a little bit of power to do something. Radios. So we're stuff. heading. We're all heading up to Dave's farm. We're huh? we're, we're heading to the farm. I got twelve hundred acres. Uh, it's it's cows, guns, deer, bear, everything you need to eat. Um, they live there for the, the Indians settled there before us, and then uh, obviously we we came there in the seventeen hundreds, and the Scottish kicked out the uh, the Mohawk Indians, and the Scottish settled there for a reason. So, yeah, if they could survive without power and without stuff, that's where we would dig on in. You're kind of removed from uh, people coming through. There'd be people coming through for food, but, you know, you just have to set up your corners and watch your watch your food sources. And, you know, there'd be a large grave site, I'm sure. 
<laughs> you really at that point only have to worry about the deliverance brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they would. There would be uh, people would be, be not wanting to come on that that piece of property because yeah, it's a you're in the middle of sticks. And we got uh, you know up my backyard. I have, there's four million acres up up to my back door. So you know this there'd be squatters and stuff out there in the woods. I would think, but yeah, but, I mean, you know? those people don't really know any different because uh, they don't even have power and phones and all that crap, anyways. They would think if they did, if they somehow stumbled upon any kind of phone and just pulled up any, you know, media source and heard any speech from our empress at this point, they would think that the world had already ended at that point. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking, I was thinking about how many people would be like, how many people would quickly perish? Oh, instantly, yeah, absolutely, like, like half. Yeah, instantly, just gone, done. Yeah, hundred percent. It would, it would turn. It would turn bad because you I mean, just think about simple stuff. Without power, you have no water, right? So we have no water. I mean, I don't mind drinking out of the backs of a toilet. You know, you can. There's a lot of ways that even hurricane scenarios to yeah clean water in the back of the toilet. It's got you know three, four toilets in the house, gallons of water in the back. You know, put that back in your jugs and keep on rolling. You know, but I've been. Uh, I got a go bag. It's got a. It's got a satellite. Um, basically like a sorry a solar power charger for a cell phone it's got uh gun cleaning tools tons of ammo water filtration device compass uh dry bags um and i think i'm stuffing that with ammo it'd be a heavy little satchel but it, it'd have all the essentials grabbing the grabbing the glock and the shotgun i got a couple adapters for different kinds of ammo you might stumble upon and I think I'm snagging. I'm taking Grace to your place, Dave, and hopping on a, hopping on one of your back of your dirt bike, like uh, like Dumb and Dumber. And <laughs> we got this. Where we go? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, I mean, that'd really, be way to do a, it, man. Yeah, that's 100. I mean, that's I, I called that in the beginning. What I what I say? I mean, I'm just yeah. waiting here in Greenville until Dave comes through. Yeah, we can swing through. <laughs> I don't know how this thing was going to play out. I mean, I got a lot of, I got cooking skills. I've got recipes developing skills you know we're, we're good to go we just we we uh eat forces and you, you utilize each other's resources so I, I don't know how it would work with diesel and stuff but i would think that if you could get um offshore i mean i don't know if there'd be any government help where there's like the intercoastal where you can actually get offshore and catch a boat you know uh, you know because there'd be ships with a you know you know, 700,000 gallons of fuel on it. If there could be some sort of transport up and down the coast for like, you know, but like a bunch of refugees on a boat. Cause I think I'd get on that boat be much easier trying to battle starving people all the way up 1200 miles, all the way to my my, my farm. Yeah. Right. Probably the coastline would be the way to go. Huh? I talked to Linda about this when uh, my, my ex about this, when COVID first hit, you know, I was, I was saying, I mean, this could get weird with food supply, food chain, you know, I was watching it early on when, when the, before everybody was like, oh, it'd be fine. I was looking at this thing because I started like, we have enough, I try to keep enough food in the house for the family to survive. You know, I got dry yeah. goods and storage and canned goods. And I mean, I would think I could go weeks here without even thinking about it. Uh, one thing I'm a little shy is my MREs. I've got a lot of that stuff in New York, but uh, yeah, I would have to, uh, I started talking to her about it. She's like, "You're you're crazy. There won't be a food source. There was no food on the shelf the following week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fortunately, we got ahead of that curve. I mean, worst yeah. case, Dave, we got turtle soup for days. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, gators. I they're pretty tasty eating. You know, I'm trapper. I'm still a trapper. I've got a bunch of traps someplace. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I would just, I would just, uh, I would try to get offshore, and I would try to run that boat to the St. Louis River or as close as I could get up to Montreal. As long as I could uh, turn that corner into the uh, into the St. Louis River out of some sort of boat, you'd avoid bypass all that stuff. And a boat could be certainly a, a fun mayhem while we, you know, get the corner up there. <laughs> I, I grab all the all the bush lights. <laughs> Lou, you're supposed to grab the water. It's like that scene from Archer. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty cut dry simple. I mean just get there as quick as possible and then chill. I mean, 
start start uh, growing everything you need, and uh, which probably has already started at some point. Uh, raise some rabbits because they repopulate really quick. Ducks, same thing. You can mix the duck with the rabbit. Got some nice lean, fatty burgers uh, all year round. It might be the best thing that ever happened to us. (laughs) Honestly, just start making moonshine. You got your fuel and your drink. Uh, I mean, you're good to go. You're set. You could use that for fuel, huh? 100%. Huh. Never thought about that. Would you straight moonshine? Do you mix it with water? Like, what? How's that work? Well, depending on how strong you can, you can dilute it. Um, Dude, I had, I had one moonshine that a buddy made. It was so strong. I poured it. I was probably over my head with the with the jar. It ignited in the smoke. I was like, "Wow!" It was like transparent blue all the way up at the height of my head. Did you make a steel a still from from nothing? You think? Oh, dude, you, you got to understand. Like, we're, all we would be doing is reversing time. These, these people, you know. Are, Mass genocide brothers in, in arms, you know, how they founded America. They were doing it before we even had these pretty stills and stuff. But the, here, here's the other thing you're talking about uh, power going off the grid, dude. You can go get your resources quite, quite easily because while these people are out there, you know, fighting each other for their big flat screen TV, they're not going to be able to use and for <laughs> cheeseburger from McDonald's. We're just walking into all the hardware stores gathering what we need, you know, like most people aren't doing the smart thing. Yeah. Yeah, the last, you know, fifteen minutes on Earth with their smartphone. <laughs> Checking Twitter one last time. Check the Twitter feed. It had to be Trump. <laughs> Trump's fault. Oh man, yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. I think uh, you guys heard of that Yellowstone super volcano that's supposed to blow here soon. Uh, it's been, uh, I haven't been heard of this. Is this where old what? Yeller was getting freaky or something, too? <laughs> <laughs> the dog? This is the sequel to that movie. Uh, but, but, yeah, Old Faithful there was uh, – uh, old Yeller, Old Faithful, was uh, getting sporadic or changing its tempo. It used to be every hour, and now it's, like, doing something sporadic. Yeah. Uh, there, apparently, <laughs> there's apparently – John, you got this one? No, go ahead. There's a there's a super volcano underneath uh, Yellowstone, and it's it's a continent killer like volcano, and it goes off every. I'm gonna fuck up the years, but it's like every six thousand five hundred years or something like that, or every like thousand five hundred. I don't know something like that, and we're basically at like six thousand five hundred years right now. So, yeah, it's it's also the same. It's in the same family as the tectonic plates uh, colliding underneath California, yeah. like half of it falling into the ocean. And if it if it goes off, it's basically the entire continent's getting covered in ash and lava. It's like it's like spans. Oh, what was it? It was like spans twenty three miles, like diameter. Um, and it's I mean just gonna freaking. I think way down here in Florida, we might catch just a bunch of ash. But if you're in the middle. Of the country, you're basically dead. Yeah, if you know anything about one uh, percenters Amish, but um, and their their networking system, Disney, um, and how they operate <laughs> through their news store. <laughs> uh, um, just factual stuff here. We're just spitting from the rip here. So if you, you tune into any of their live feed uh, news anchors, NASA, and things of that nature. Um, they're astronauts and stuff. They've gotten it wrong. It's fear. It's all fear tactics, man. Like at the end of the day, they're just trying to put out this new story to distract you. Just like for the fact that, you know, they're launching CERN for the first time. They're starting up the Hadron Collider again for the first time in like 15 years or whatever the frick it is. And at the exact same time, suspiciously, the Guidestones in Georgia, Georgia got blown up and knocked down. Um, but they're, they've got people tearing down the rest of the Guidestones, but they don't tell you about the, the, uh, time capsule that supposedly is getting dug up right next to it on the site which is fascinating so like it's all about just getting you to look somewhere else while they're moving a new direction um that's that's why they got biden in office right now because there's just so much that he can you know have on him and just be distracted for infinite amount of time at this point like i'm sure right now while we're talking he said something stupid and it's probably being broadcast right now but um i'm not saying that it's not real uh I'm sure that there's some truth to this underground volcano, but 
uh, a lot of if you if you look at the stuff that uh, like I said the one percenters news anchors NASA has been talking about for the last you know 30 40 years in different meteors and different asteroids that are supposed to completely destroy and annihilate the planet and that didn't you know they're not really that accurate if you look at it from that perspective Well, I just sent you the uh, blast range of the Yellowstone volcano. Oh, yeah, we're good. Whatever it is, it looks like uh, it's going to miss the East Coast at least uh, initially. I'm sure once the uh, ash goes into the goes into the stratosphere, you ever hear this theory? Once a volcanic ash goes into stratosphere, <clears throat> mixes with vapor, causes hypercanes. When this happens, Have you ever heard of hurricanes? But hypercanes, hypercanes yeah. are uh, are uh, like a like a finger of God, F5, whatever, coming through uh, no, like okay. a hurricane, but they're very, only like maybe 15, 20 miles across, but there'd be so many of them because of the, the debris in the atmosphere and the sun would reflect and create this uh, water vapor from starting to form and starting to heat up in the stratosphere. So therefore the hypercanes start, so the, what kills hurricanes? Because <laughs> these things just, these like hurricanes just wander around 15 miles wide obliterating anything it touches and uh, yeah eventually once once the hypercanes are done with you then uh they'll settle down and when the dust all falls a year later we come crawling out of our bomb shelters and wonder what the hell happened so yeah while we're battling zombies we get to battle hypercanes as well well i think the good news is we just pick pick our you know battle wisely and just go underground and let the hypercanes fight the zombies and we'll be all right zombies versus hypercanes that's actually an interesting you know they they did like a study on the or not study they did like an analysis on the, the zombies from the walking dead and they're like dude if zombies like that like that slow existed like they'd be eradicated immediately it's the zombies from like world war z the super fast ones you ever seen that movie yeah, yeah. yeah. what's that one with uh i am legend yeah dude the ones that, that learn that they're not actually zombies. harmed by light and they start to become like these freaking Man, still out of those. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. This is where this is where it's good to be someone like myself, psychotic. Um, you just put on some makeup and start acting like one of them, and you're not good. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you see them coming, you just turn their the direction they're moving in, and you continue in practice, and like you operate like them. And then as they pass you, because they're way faster, then you just keep going about your business. You wouldn't have to put on makeup, John. Oh, hey, thanks. You mean that? Tries <laughs> <laughs> to make an insult. I turned it into a compliment. Oh, man. Tired Did of your you friends picking on you, wondering what you can do about it? Stop in any local grocery store from here to California. Stop at aisle 56, pick you up a big old bag of sweet meat, rub it all over your face, and give yourself a taste. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, uh, would you commit cannibalism? To feed your family. 100%. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> to, feed, to feed your family. No, 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 you and your family. Like, if, if your family was hungry and starving, would you resolve that with cannibalism? I, I believe you put salt on anything. It tastes good. Yeah, I think mm. I, I... I mean, you sometimes... You got to serve your kids up a steak and not tell them where it's from? Hey, look, we, we've never seen our neighbors, so they wouldn't know any different. Dave, is that, is that your is that the go to if you have to? Oh, I I've been driving down the road like like hungry before and people passing up like Wednesday, Wendy's and stuff. I start looking at the driver like, yeah, you better pull over because I'm not ready to gnaw off a, a calf right now and feed myself. Yeah, it's I just would, a, yeah. it's inevitable. You know, it's, it's not like the, the new norm. It's not like we're going to somebody somebody's like frozen like in New York frozen in a snowbank. It's like oh, there's another. Two weeks worth of food, you know. Don't you get some sort of uh, crazed disease if you eat too much human flesh? That was a rumor. Don't know if it's true or not. I don't. It's not. I haven't really caught anything. <laughs> nice, nice. I think that's Bless a thing. It. Like it's kind of like mad cow disease. Like, or yeah, maybe that's not humans. a related one. But it's like if you eat too much meat of your own species, you go crazy. Yeah, I mean, I do try to stay away from, you know, C's and D's. I, I like to keep mine pretty educated. I don't want to catch something stupid. <laughs> I want that primate. Cannibalism, cannibalism disease. Let me see if I can find what they 
<laughs> the fact that none of us have been locked up on a federal level from the stuff we've talked about on here. <laughs> Bro, if I ever go to court and they pull up anything from half the experience, I'm just immediately I'm done. It's a wrap, dude. I'm just... myself, dude. I'm like, give me two lifetimes, bro. I'm out. <laughs> Don't let this come out in court, dude. The lawyers start having it on their, their documents. Like, have you ever been aired on half the experience? No, I'd rather I'm give sure. them my phone history than this podcast. <laughs> I would give anything. He quoted as saying, you could hold down your friend and rape him. And he said, not if I clinch hard enough. And you said, no clinching's going to stop me. <laughs> and he said, his booty is like Fort Knox tight. <laughs> How do you bleed? <laughs> oh, jeez. The disease is called Kuru, K-U-R-U, which means shivering and trembling. That's what I've heard about. Um, mm. It's from eating human brains. Oh, yeah, There's too much work to get to. It. Skull's well, too hard. You wouldn't even have to worry about that if you eat Jonathan. No so brains. They there. were surveying New Guinea in like the 1930s, and they couldn't figure out why, like, out of 11,000 people, 200 people a year were dying of this shaking disease. Um, and it was, uh, and it was swift. They had trouble walking, and they were, they lose control of their limbs, and they lose control over their emotions, and scream and like laugh to death. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, Kuru. Somebody needs to admit uh, Lillian to the hospital immediately. <laughs> Dude, John, you know that little that little snipe I had? I was like, well, you want to talk yeah. about eating brains with John? It, you want to know the worst part about that one? It sounded like you were five when he said it. Oh, go ahead. No, the worst the worst part of that one was, was I was going to say me because it made more sense. Oh, 100%. I was sitting there going, eh. <laughs> and I was like, I can't roast myself, dude. You could have. It would have been better. Uh Speaking um, of roasting, that is the topic we're on, roasting humans. So how, yeah, are we cooking, you, dude, how are we preparing? Are we souffleing? What are we doing? Are we doing open pot stew? Did it say just brains? No. Um, um, so what would happen is as an elder would die, the family would eat him. Oh. <laughs> so they, they, didn't know, they didn't know this was what was causing them crazy. So researchers in the 30s found this. 1961, there's like this big study to try to figure out what's going on. Like somebody walks Upon the scene occurring, women removed the brain, mixed it with ferns, cooked it in tubes of bamboo, and then roasted and ate everything except the gallbladder. It was primarily adult women who did it. Um, ate the body. But, you know, you know, Cubans too, I think, and Amish. Um, I mean, yeah, for sure the Amish. But, um, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's, it's why you don't really hear of a whole lot of funerals back in the day. It was more of just parties. <laughs> like, hey, grandma died. Everyone's like, <laughs> So the mothers fed the brains to their kids, mostly boys. Jeez. Oh, so that's why the boys were doing it too. The girls were like, yeah, not this. So apparently um, we're okay. We just can't eat the brain if we go there. Cool. Yeah. So, all right, so let, let's let's talk about this banquet. How are we how are we preparing the food? What, like, what are we doing? Slow cook. I mean, I'm preferring. I'm gonna probably do a slow cook. So, I'm charred it, dude. I want it to be crispy black. Well, don't ruin. I'm, go, I'm going beef jerky. Beef jerky. I'm gonna beef jerky this because we're survival. I need that beef to last us like oh. forever. So, oh, for sure. But I mean, I gotta go back to what Lily said here. Like, why are you going to take a man? Because I don't want to taste. Cook? I don't want to taste any but, of like ash. Listen, you're, here's the thing, though. You, you took a man who lived a great, excellent white life, and you turned him black in the last bit of it. You know what? A, a deep, dark part of me, though, is a little curious as to what it would taste like. Like, if I was in a New Guinea village, me a piece of human flesh, I think I would take it, but... You lose that Lily, you there? Well, I, 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 I heard it kind of tastes like manatee. Well, uh, I mean, have any of you ever had the uh, McDouble from McDonald's? Did I, <laughs> did I, did I cut out, or did you guys hear what I said? No, that's that's a great thing you cut it out. Yeah, we, we were back. Oh, so if I was in a new, if I was in a New Guinea, like a new uh, Papua New Guinea village, and someone handed me a slice of human meat, like I'm not gonna take a bite, but I, I just. I would be so freaking curious as what it tastes like. Like what you said, manatee, Dave. 
Yeah, it tastes like manatee. I've never had uh, manatee. I don't know. I, I think it's more of like an ostrich to me. <laughs> ostrich. Uh, I don't, why, and why, why did it have to be the New Guineas? Like, I, I mean, I, I could have swore that poor people were just as good as white people. Dude, I, I, uh, hey, you I can't be mad at me for that. That's from our famous emperors. They, uh, speaking of ostrich, um, apparently giant ostrich eggs taste like absolute shit. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's just a big chicken egg, but apparently it's disgusting. Yeah, well, like, because there's a bird still in it. Do they, do ostriches just lay They don't make, no, no they, don't, they don't make unfertile eggs. I mean, probably not like chickens, but I bet they do. Dude, that's that's disgusting. I think it's a yolk. It's a yolk because they they take the. I know they they just blow the they blow the inside out with their mouth, blow the yolk out of it, and use it for decorations. My, okay. My do ostriches make unfertile eggs? Do do ostriches lay unfertilized eggs? I think I'm right about this. I think they do. I think. Who cares though? I'm not going to give you credit for it. Well, I care because you made a definitive statement. You said no, you I made think a they do, and I said I think they statement. do, and so I'm about to prove myself. No. Up. No, it's on the pod. I didn't say they don't. I said they don't. Like, I was firm in that. I didn't say I think. I don't do thinking. Yeah. I do knowing and absolute statements that don't make sense. Mainly to see how far I could go a day before he cracks in laughter. <laughs> yes, ostriches lay unfertilized eggs. Boom, shakalaka. Where'd you get that from, Reddit? Golly. Nope, this is from... Nope. Uh... Talk. Back to Birds website. Oh, sorry. Back to Birds.com and then also BirdSpecies.com and then also SafariOsters.com and then also Bird. Den- <laughs> I thought it said Biden for .com for a second. Uh, BirdDen.com. BirdDick.com. BirdDick. You guys want a couple interesting facts of the day I learned this week? Let's hear it. Alright. Fact number one. So, gorillas have Small, smaller testicle sizes because gorilla females are not very promiscuous. Chimps have ginormous testicles because their women are very promiscuous. That's uh, so basically the, the the correlation is the larger the testicle size, the more promiscuous the female of the species. Um, number fun fact number two. Do you know back in I think it was when the Russians took over Afghanistan, or might have been in when we took over Afghanistan, but one of the one of the prime methods of bribing warlords to get what they wanted was to give them Viagra. Like, that was what they wanted because there's these six-year-old dudes that had, like, 17 young chicks that they needed to basically bone and their dicks didn't work, so Viagra was, a, was like a prized possession. So they would ship tons and tons of Viagra out to the troops to bribe warlords with. And uh, Fun Facts Today brought to you by Lily. Wow. That's actually pretty cool. Part of my life, man. Does explain a lot for you, though. What? What? <laughs> we took over Afghanistan with Viagra. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> Small testicles and large 60-year-old man boners. You, you remember George Bush, hearts and minds. Heart, well, it's hearts and minds and penises. That's what it was. <laughs> hearts and minds and dicks, boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was yeah. it. That's- Fun facts yeah. today. Glad you shared that with me. I was really wondering, you know. Well, it's a fun fact, man. It's supposed to be fun. I know, yeah. I know that's what I'm, I'm trying to express my joy over here of how much fun I had with it. Well, why don't you just go tell another hour-long freaking workout. Tell us about every single push-up you did. <laughs> oh, 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 this is getting this is getting brutal. Dude, I'm he's, about to get my head blown off. I'm hunkered yeah, he, down right now, dude. <laughs> He's just been building up all this rage for all this I'm time. Stra- dude, I'm strapping on my helmet and I'm covering my head and I'm, I'm hiding in the trench, dude. This he thinks because he, he thinks because he's six days without alcohol in his system, he can now speak like a big boy. So, <laughs> <laughs> mortar, dude. It wasn't even sniper. It was a mortar direct hit in a foxhole. I was hunkered down and it dropped right on me. <laughs> nice. See if you can make it to the two week mark. We'll talk. <laughs> that, that'd be farther than your diet. <laughs> oh. Too bad I said I already made it up to week four, big guy. <laughs> oh, congratulations. 
<laughs> Here's a skittle. With <laughs> <laughs> a treat. You fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good news. On the, uh, on the contrary. Um, you did not pick up? Yeah, I just did one more push. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll be in Florida. Uh, I don't know exactly when we're getting there, but the, pretty much the first week of January, we'll be there for a full week. Oh, heck yeah, boys. Well, I'll be on baby. I'll have the two boys with me, but I'll be able to kind of chill and do whatever we want. And uh, we, should, we should try to knock out like – like a, a podcast every other day or every day if we can, like knock out a few of them while you're down here. Hey, honestly, it, it, let, let's aim very low and make it achievable. Let's just aim for two in that same week. Um, okay. But I'll be, I'll be glad to do more. And I was so close to getting the freaking software working this week. Um, but it's not letting me download one of the elements. I don't know what it's called. So I got to figure that out. I'm close, though. I'm like getting there. So how would the um, software change the pod? We got mics or, or, or what's the deal? Yeah, so basically uh, we wouldn't be interfering as much. I would have a call line. Pretty much this would probably be the same thing for you guys. Okay. Uh, but I would plug in directly to the the hardware and it would record instead of it like being a one and done recording. I can kind of see where it messes up and like we can pause and cut stuff like that. There's just different things I can do with it, but it would mainly be almost like you called in and my mic would be separate from this one. So instead of uh, there being three open line, it'd be only two and uh, it would make it more clear. Dude, whenever, <laughs> whenever, whenever we get like, we get in person for these pods, we're going to have to print off the scripts of all the other podcasts we did and like read them in live just to like recreate. Oh yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely have to go through our top 100. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Um, but uh, here's another. I'm curious. I'm curious to hear from Dave on this one. Maybe we'll we'll have to take this up on the next pod and talk about this. Um, do you know what the Talmud is? The Talmud. No, Talmud. Oh. Nope. I, 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 I thought you were going to know. So basically, yeah. it's, uh, it's the you know what the Mishnah is. I don't know either of them. I, I oh. just know that Gene, Gene Simmons had a thing called the Talmud back in the day, but that was a. Uh, I was like, uh, "Kiss, Kiss saves rock and roll." You never saw yeah. the movie. No, no. It's, pretty cool. it's pretty cool. So this is this is um, the Judaic scriptures, basically. It's uh, okay. I knew it sounded familiar. Yeah, the, the the easiest way to explain it is the Book of Arguments. That's literally how like the Jews that come out of Judaism call it that. Because, uh, and I never understood personally why. So I'm reading one. I got one uh, that was copywritten in 1901. It's the volume two of the Babylonian uh, Talmud. There's like, I think there's 30 different Talmuds at this point, or maybe even more. And each one's like 10 to 15 volumes. Uh, the one I'm going through right now is like 3,800 pages. And the pages are like eight by 15. So they're not even your normal page sizes. Uh, needless to say, it's ridiculously huge. And chapter one. Yeah, that was really, that's a lot of arguments. That's like, it did, it's like being worried. Okay, listen though, this is how I, I might. I need it. Uh, I'll try to get a picture of it tomorrow and send it to the group just so you can see what I'm talking about. Not, it, it's, I'm not even kidding. They literally have in there the person's statement, the person's question, who, who made the question, and the answer to the question, and the follow up question, and the answer to the follow up question. And if there was another question after that, the follow up answer and question to that. In that's what you're reading. It, it's blowing. It blew my mind. Oh yeah, it's, it's for sure. It's basically why they're, uh, you know, obviously the Torah, the Injil, and things of that nature. That's all scripture. Uh, so they they base it heavily on mainly the Torah, uh, which is the Old Testament, the Pentateuch, the first five books, things of that nature, prophets, Psalms, Proverbs. Um, they're basing it on that. That's why they don't really use the Injil as much, which is the New Testament. Um, but it's just a bunch of laws that they've twisted from their interpretation. So like one of the things um, that you may or may not know of is like work on the Sabbath is like forbidden according to Levaic law, according to Judaism. And so like, this is the one article I was reading and it's called um, to transfer, meaning uh, basically if you do something, that's what, that's what transferred by definition means. So the way they explain it is and how it's wrong for you to 
transfer on the Sabbath or work on the Sabbath, the explan- uh, the uh, illustration that they use is a house, a master, and a servant. Or, or it's, uh, what's, what's the term that they use? Uh, a mid-saint, mid-saint, I think is the word, is term, term misused. And so basically this, this is, they break it down this way. If the master's in the house and the servant reaches his arm through the window and receives something from the master's hand and gives something to the master from his hand, then he is committed uh, the act of transfer on the Sabbath. If the master reaches his hand through the window and hands something to the servant and takes from something from the servant, the servant has committed the act of working on the Sabbath. If both participants reach their hands through, this is like literally how it breaks it down. And there's like, there's two, only two options where if you reach your hand through the window and you receive something from the hand of the master and, and then take your own mat, then you're not working on the Sabbath. That's how confusing it is. Wait, so, so what, why are you reading this? Oh, I just, just for fun. I've always wanted to. I just was curious what they, like, how, why, what, it's so like, actually, so the Talmud, what it is, is, it's oral tradition. So for thousands of years, from basically Leviticus all the way through, uh, they, it was oral tradition. It was just handed down from father to son, son to you know son all the way through. And so the first copy of the Talmud wasn't written until about 100, 150 AD. And so like, what's interesting is when Jesus would constantly say, you have heard it said, you have heard it said, he was referring to. Because traditionally, the Jews only heard things said. They never actually knew what the actual law was. And so Jesus was actually taking a stab at the traditions of the Talmud. And now we have written copies of it to see as time has changed. And one of the one of the fascinating rules about the Talmud is they don't have to update the English translations of the edited versions of the original Hebrew. So if they, if they edit the Hebrew, the Hebrew is allowed to be new edits, but they don't have to update the English. Interesting. That's wonderful. All that, that discussion about reaching through a window and who is working and who's not working because you're violating the Sabbath. To me, it's like if you want a Twinkie, it doesn't matter who reaches in their pocket first. Just, you know, you're both. Yeah, that's the point. It's like, and here, here's what's crazy Jesus actually touches on this. This is that whole scene in the temple. Uh, Josiah probably is familiar with this one, where basically Jesus tells the man to reach his arm into his, his shirt. This is what Jesus is literally making a stab at. So the man pulls his arm into his shirt and then pulls his arm out and his hand is healed. And Jesus heals the man on the Sabbath. That's literally why he made that comment and did that uh, action. Because he's literally taking a stab at their stupid law. Hmm. Isn't that yeah, crazy? I just, no, I would just say that, that I've always had people just, you know, that were, were very upset if I, like, called them on the Sabbath. You know, and, 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 and to me it was it's just another day and, you know, it's like, okay, I realize the Sabbath. I'm sorry. I won't call you again, but they're like, no, it's okay. It's okay. We talk about work and stuff, but they tell me I'm not supposed to. Then they go ahead and talk about it. It's like, why the hell did you say it anyways? Does anybody really care? You know, because yeah. you know, they, yeah. they, they were the first one going out, you know, whoring in life. You know, I'm pretty sure that was against the Sabbath too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that terminology for sure. Well, that is, the, the other beautiful thing is like Jesus also uses the claim, uh, which after reading this article this morning makes even more sense. When Jesus says, which one of you having a sheep falls into a hole, doesn't lower down a rope and pull it out? How much more is the human life than a sheep? That, that's another stab at it because he's stating like you're you're literally reaching down in and you're pulling something out. You're working on the Sabbath by your definition. And you would do that for a sheep. And Jesus is saying how much more is a human life? Whenever, whenever, I mean, I love how Jesus simplified it because whenever you give like a group of people a rule, like, 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 no, no, okay, don't get let's make up a bullshit one don't don't go on the beach you know on sundays like i don't don't touch sand and it's like people will be like okay when i can i can i step on the beach if i have to save someone from drowning can i can i put down a leaf and step on the leaf that's on the beach like people devise a million workarounds a million technicalities and then they start feeling righteous because they've held up well timmy went on the beach to get a coconut because he needed like that's just the nature of human beings. You give them a rule, and they're, and they're going to just go nuts with it, you know? Yeah, they're going to turn it into a religion. No, it's, 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 it's interesting, too, because uh, the Sabbath 
as as recognized globally now as Sunday for the majority. I would say probably eighty five percent of religions. Yet nowhere in the scriptures did it ever change. Um, Constantine changed in three twenty one AD or something uh, yeah. to Sunday, which is the second or excuse me the first day of the week. Obviously, the Saturday is the Sabbath, um, which is just fascinating. So, like, even in the very essence of worshiping on the Sabbath, they don't even hold. Like, they break it right off the bat. <laughs> Constantine was an interesting guy. I read a – we can talk about him more in the next one. It's getting late, but I read a book about him. He was a pretty interesting fellow. Yeah, he's, he's a – yeah, for sure. We definitely would be going to dabble in that. But – well, man, uh, I would love to stay this stay on a little longer since we missed last week. But uh, happy Mass Genocide Week, and uh, you know, the celebrating of our freedom and the oppression of women's health organs and all that fun stuff. Wade versus Roe and oppression of uh, he they theirs and she men. But um, it's it's amazing. It's a good free country to live in, and uh, freedom of speech is going down the drain soon. So be excited for that. And, uh, <laughs> finally shut those morons up <laughs> this podcast is the first thing to go boys. Yeah, this is going to be the, the podcast they use against the case of this being what we get executed for one day when freedom of speech is, is put into law and the punishment strict like pull up the podcast records we all get beheaded for it I would die uh, honor with you men side by side you men with this podcast Heck yeah, dude. I'm dying on how I would probably today. even get one last plug in for Mountain Me. <laughs> A plus. A plus. A plus. Nice. All right, man. It's about that bedtime hour. Feeling drowsy. Trying to figure out how you're going to let your head hit the pillow. Stopping any local grocery store from here in California. Aisle 56. Get you a sweet old big five pound bag of Mountain Meat. Slip it under your pillow and sleep like a baby. All right, man. Some stuff. We're out, boys. Oh, oh, better.